And welcome to the show, everyone. Here we are, uh, hanging out. I'm with Aaron, as always. How are you, Aaron? Great. Really? I am great. Okay, good. So it helps if I put the right mic on. <laughs> we had we had we had technical difficulties. We're thirty seconds in, and the technical difficulties are taken care of, ladies and gentlemen. We're good to go. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no problems. So this has been quite a journey. If you're just tuning in, you have missed uh, the last three shows. Have all been addressing uh, a topic that is out there. It's controversial, it's, but it's also exciting. We've been talking about adrenal fatigue. We've talked about. What the adrenals are, what they do, how they work. Um, last show, we talked about symptoms of adrenal fatigue. Um, I'll recap a few of these really quickly for you. Um, things like having autoimmune conditions, um, always being tired or chronic fatigue, um, having brain fog, losing your hair um, unexpectedly, uh, hormone imbalance, insulin resistance, moodiness, irritability, depression, um, muscle and bone loss, having problems with your skin. I mean, there, there's a pile of symptoms that go along with it that um, I highly encourage you go back la to listen to last week's episode for yeah, sure. Yeah, we talked about sleep disturbances are a big um, oh, yeah, losing, issue. Yeah, losing sleep. Having either. trouble falling asleep at night is a big one. Um, or waking up in the middle of the night and then right. being awake all night. Yeah, weight gain and then salt um Salty food or sweet food cravings. Oh, yeah. Craving sugar and salt for sure. So those are very wide-ranging symptoms, but... It, it covers most everything everybody complains about. Well, I mean, but that's why we see adrenal fatigue so often because yeah. um, it, you know, it is becoming more and more common. It's part of the day and age that we're living in. And now we know that there are things that we can do about it. And those of you who are listening are you know, and our frequent listeners of our show are probably listening to this and find it as fascinating as we do because it really is a, you know, a huge breakthrough that we're learning more about adrenal fatigue and how to treat it because for a long time, no one was putting these symptoms together and figuring out that it was all part of the same issue. Um, or you're sick of us talking about adrenal fatigue. <laughs> and next week, we'll move on to another topic. Possible. <laughs> uh, huh. That's that's so true. So we also last time we also talked about um, steps to overcome adrenal fatigue, things like um, following an adrenal fatigue diet, avoiding certain foods like caffeine and sugar and carbs and processed meats and oils that are bad for you and eating good foods, um, good fat foods, um, vegetables, organic meats, things like that. We talked about adrenal fatigue um, supplements and herbs, how there are a lot of different things out there, some that, you know, are really, really good, some that you got to be careful of. Um, you know, another another thing I want to touch on the, on that is, you know, just a lot of people grab the, gravitate and grasp this idea that their cortisol is high, so they need to lower cortisol, and that's not always the best course of action. I think we talked about that last we week. It was last week or the, the week, week before, before, something like that. We're just, it's like everybody's like, oh, got to get cortisol down. Well, a better question would be, well, asking, well, what is it that's driving my cortisol up? Let's fix that and let the cortisol come down on its own because if we artificially suppress cortisol, we can create problems there yeah. too. And is it high cortisol or is it low cortisol? Um, that's why if you implement some of these things that we talked about and you still feel like you're having issues, 
it's always best to go to someone who can treat you for this specific problem and actually figure out, okay, what is causing it? Right. Because it's a number of different things that could be the root cause, and it's always easier to find that and fix it instead of just continuing to guess. Right. And then the last thing... Um of the, the last of the three is reducing your adrenal f- fatigue stress. So getting plenty of rest, um, you know, having positive self-talk. Um, that's a, that's a big one. Being, being kind to yourself. Those are, those are two key components there. But this week we want to go through talking about, you know, what all other things can be done, um, how things are related, like osteoporosis. How's that related to adrenal fatigue? Um, want to talk, just briefly about things like Addison's disease and Cushing's disease, and then maybe get into how long it takes to actually recover from problems associated with adrenal fatigue. So that's what we want to talk about today. We want to move through that. We've got a lot of information. We want to wrap this up and get this four-part series um, yeah, finished. Yeah, four is our limit. Yeah, four is the <laughs> limit. Um, although and people have been calling and, and emailing and asking questions and things, you know, so it shows that we're we're definitely onto something and people that this is the type of information that people are looking for. So continue to send the questions uh, and emails um, by all means. So one of the things that we get is like, okay, when when should someone actually go to the doctor because they think they have adrenal fatigue? Right. So we've given you a lot of tips of things that you can do on your own. But as I think we've mentioned, you know, in this week and in previous weeks also, um, there is a point at which you should not continue to try to handle this on your own. Right. And one of the big ones is when you've had a symptom or multiple symptoms that we, we that we've talked about and they've been going on for a long period of time. If you've had these things for a year or more, I mean, even a few months, I mean, this is a this is an issue. You're only going to continue to get worse. Right. Right. So if the, if you're doing things and your symptoms are still there or they're not getting better or they're getting worse, you need to you need to call in some troops, call in the backup. Definitely. And I know that when we talk about this, it seems very black and white. Right. You know, like if you're having these symptoms and you're you're having them for a few months, that's the time to go in. Well, the, the issue that we continue to run into with adrenal fatigue is that the symptoms are so diffuse and they're so, you know, wide ranging. And so I we do realize that it, you know, while it's easy to put, you know, black and white standards on it, it's, you know, when you get into everyday life and living, it's all kind of gray. And it's like, well, when when did exactly it start happening? Because maybe... If you can't remember, it's been going on a long freaking time. (laughs) Right. That's true. But I mean, I think that's a key part of this is that all of these symptoms will come on so slowly that it makes sense that probably it will have gone on for a year or more before you're starting to think, this is really an issue. I mean, when you really start looking back, a lot of times when we ask people, they say... I don't, I don't know when it started. I mean, I finally have gotten to the point where I can't take it anymore. But right. as far as like, when did it actually, when did the symptoms come on? I mean, that's just the nature of the type of symptoms we're talking about with adrenal fatigue. Right. And that's, a, that's, that's just it. I mean, a lot of people in our clinic, when they come in and sit down and talk, I mean, most of them, this stuff has been going on for decades, 20, 30 years. I, it just baffles me that someone wants to let something go on and think, oh, well, it's just going to get better. It's just going to get better. It's just, I mean, if your car starts making noise, the noise isn't going to get any better. Yeah, but at the same time, and I know that we've talked about this before, a lot of these people have gone to multiple doctors. Well, that is true. I mean, so it's not... And they get told the exact same answers, that there's nothing wrong. Here, take this. And they start to feel like a hypochondriac, and then 
that makes them more reticent to go out and seek treatment somewhere else. And that's why it takes them so long to go outside of the conventional medicine system because they've kind of been, you know, treated like they're making things up or that right. it's not it's not really that bad. Right. Do you guys think that a lot of people treat it as, well, this is just life. I'm just tired from from living like not, you know, just like everything that people have to do all day. They just assume they're just tired from that. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And and, and to, to add to that. So just so, so you know, it might not be that. Right. Exactly. exactly. It can be fixed. It, it can be fixed. We see so many people who are like, well, this is, you know, like, well, I just have a lot of stress in my life. Well, I mean, it. we all have, I mean, and not, I know people have varying amounts of things that they have to do, but- if you're feeling stressed all the time, then something's got to give. And I mean, it you can have a ton to do and not feel so physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted all the time. Right. And I was just talking the other day. The human body doesn't really recognize different kinds of stress. The human body can't differentiate between the stress of healing from a car crash and the stress associated with buying a new house or changing jobs or um, losing a loved one, it, it doesn't differentiate the 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 body, the chemical chemically, the body responds very very similar. It's the exact same. It only has one way to handle this stuff, and it adjusts our hormones. It changes us. It switches us from fat burning, which is what we're supposed to do physiologically, over into sugar burning. And then once we switch, once we turn that switch on, it's really really difficult to turn that switch off without help. Right. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication if you're going to do it on your own. I'm not saying it's not impossible to do on your own, but boy, is it hard. And there's so much misinformation out there about how it can be done. And you can take this pill and you can do that. You can, no, it's it's not like that because everybody's just a little bit different. But it's very, very difficult to switch back over because we get into this, you know, wake up, be stressed, go to sleep. If we can, and really, it's just go to bed because it's not really sleep. We all we all can agree to this. Liz is over here shaking her head like, "Yep, I've done that. I've gone to bed, but I haven't really gotten any sleep." You know, if you're not waking up rested, you've got an issue. You need to you, you need to look at look for some help. Try to find help somewhere, somehow, some way, because there's a problem. You're you're breaking down. Things are things are going the wrong way. So, does that answer your question, Liz? Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. I have a couple of things to okay. add. Add to um, it. Well, I mean. Um, we might have a part five, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. Just, no, no, no. Part four is the max. Yes. Any other questions, please go to the, the Institute of Natural Health. Um, so, first of all, um, I think, you know, Liz brought up a good point that, you know, people think, well, this is just what's going on in my life. The problem with adrenal fatigue specifically is that it tends to come on when you're going through something that it would make sense that you would feel stressed, right? So a lot of times we see this when, you know, maybe you've, you know, gone through, I don't know, I mean, loss of a loved one or a lot of times after, you know, the birth of a child, um, you know, anything that's stressful, it that's when it's more apt to come on and that's when it's easier for you to tell yourself, well, all of these symptoms make sense given the stress that I'm under. So that that makes it harder to catch as the patient and know when you need to actually seek help for it. Um, and another thing is, as far as the um, the different stresses, I mean, you know, TJ, you had mentioned like loss of a loved one, you know, different things right. that come up. 
we all and that you the body can't differentiate between physical stress and emotional stress i think it's also important to note that we all experience stress differently and so you know it um one person might have you know a difficult coworker, and that's just kind of a minor annoyance and to someone else it may, I mean, that could lead you into this severe, you know, stress cycle. So it's just, it's important to not downplay anything in your life that's actually causing stress because we're all going to experience different stressors differently. Um, that's just the way that it goes. And my final point is that the body is reacting the way that it's supposed to. So while we need to fix whatever's going on to, you know, help you get over adrenal fatigue, your body didn't malfunction. Your body is trying to protect you and it does this by all of these physiological responses that's right so it's not i think too often we look at our body and think well it's messing up but it isn't messing up right it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do it's just not doing it at the right time right so that's where we come in that's right all right so we got to take a break um when we come back we're going to talk about some tests for adrenal fatigue and we might even get into how osteoporosis can be related to adrenal fatigue you're listening to wellness 101 and welcome back everyone so we're wrapping up our adrenal fatigue uh talk we've got part four here of i'm hoping is of four parts um but we, we shall see. No, it we're, is, we're, we're going hard. to finish. Yes. We're going to finish. Again, any further questions? You know where <laughs> yes. you can go. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so when we left, we were talking about signs of when to go to the doctor. We, we talked about when um, you've had these symptoms for long periods of time. Uh, just a few months is a long period of time. Um, a lot of people come in with these symptoms that they've had going on for decades. Um, you can help yourselves by seeking help sooner. Right. Because well, it's I mean, a, the easier fix. The, exactly. the shorter time that this stuff has been going on, the less damage that's done, the easier the fix. The longer it's been going on, the more damage is, that can be possibly done, the a little more difficult it is to fix. It takes a little, it takes longer. Exactly. And here it's, um, I mean. I mean, look, my whole point with that is you can't be sick for 30 years and expect to be better in three days. Oh, and, and it yeah. doesn't work like that. <laughs> and a lot of people have that type of expectation when they come in. I'm like, look, this right. is, this is months maybe longer to turn this boat around right it took you forever to get here because we're actually fixing it right we're not going to you know i mean if you want a pill to cover up a symptom go see someone else because i mean and good luck with that i'll tell you that right right you're not fixing anything we'll see you when that doesn't work right exactly (laughs) then you'll come back and you'll be harder to fix at that point right but i mean the thing is yeah it's always better to come in earlier and we've talked about before i mean the ideal person that comes into the clinic is one who feels overall healthy and says, okay, I just want to make sure that I'm okay. Some of those people, we say, yeah, things look good. You know, keep up what you're doing. There are some times where we catch things where, you know, they would have never known what's going on, or maybe they're not actually an issue yet, but doing something at this point is a really easy fix. We just, we just did that this week. We had a lady, honestly thought we were dealing with adrenal fatigue thought we were dealing with hormone imbalance because her big complaint was she just couldn't stay awake anymore come to find out raging cardiovascular disease right just raging cardiovascular disease. had nothing to do with what we thought we were lo- looking for this is why we test this is why we look because hormones thyroid every no autoimmune all of that stuff was perfectly fine 
Everything that she has going on is raging cardiovascular disease. Right. And that's how these symptoms overlap with just completely different conditions. Definitely. I mean, we see that a lot with heavy metals, too. Heavy metals, yes. Where that's totally not on the radar. And she she had a little bit of that, too. A little bit of lead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I mean, we've seen that a lot where nobody has any, you know, known exposure to heavy metals and yet they come back and that ends up being what is causing all of their problems and so it's not always that easy to you know to know exactly what the cause of it's going to be but um if you come in and you're barely having symptoms or you feel good it's going to be a much easier fix and so if you're listening to this and you're thinking eh i don't know if it's actually time to come in if you're wondering then it's probably time. Right. <laughs> it's probably time to come right. in or if it'll make it easier it. you know i mean it just it will so it's kind of like going along and be like eh, i probably need a new car you probably do right <laughs> you well. probably do because or a different one at least because it it might be time it's not always that simple it's, like it's, it's, it's just not it's, i mean it's true <laughs> but um another thing and i know that you know, I'm trying to limit this to four parts, but this just um, made me think also, you know, when you do come in, like if you come in to see us, um, we've given you a list of things that you can do on your own to help with adrenal fatigue. If you come in and you have adrenal fatigue, we're able to walk you through that, you know, for you to get better quicker and for there be, you know, it's a straighter line, it's a shorter line, but there are ways that you can do it on your own. Um, I just want to differentiate between, I know we've gotten a lot of patients recently that will come in and say, well, I went to another alternative practitioner and they told me to cut out gluten. Like we may tell you that along with other very specific things that you will get in a, you know, a medical clinic. I mean, this is, we're not here to be a lifestyle coach. Um, That's, you know, I mean, our training is beyond that. So if that's what you need, I just, I know that we've gotten that a lot recently where they're just like, People have hesitated to come in to say, okay, I don't want you to just, you know, give me the advice that I basically already knew. Um, You know, that's anyone with Google can find. Right. Exactly. Like that's not, you know, not what we offer. So. Right. So a few other things when it may be important um, to find some help, go to go to a clinic and get some help. If your sleeping patterns have completely shifted, you either, you know, don't wake up rested at all or you've completely shifted into insomnia. If your skin starts changing color, it becomes hyperpigmented or you get patches of dark skin on your body. That's that's a thing. If you're a woman out there and you just out of the blue stopped menstruating and you're not pregnant, you might need a little bit of help there. Um, yeah, or gradually. I mean, does or, it Yeah, or gradually. Any, yeah, know? it can be a, gr- a gradual change for sure. Um, another one is if you have like dizziness, dizziness or, you know, you have days where just you feel like you have the flu, but you know you don't have the flu, but you boy, you sure feel like you have the flu and you swear that you have something going on. That can be, that can be. Yeah, you just feel a little well. off. Right. So. Let's talk a a minute. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about some tests for adrenal fatigue, some tests that are out there that 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 are important to look at. So this is this is a place where a lot of people seem to get confused about, you know, what it is. So many people just think, oh, I just test for cortisol and that's all that matters. And like I said earlier in the in today's show, and I know I've talked about it on the previous shows and other shows as well. If your cortisol is elevated, it's elevated for a reason. We have to figure out why it's elevated. What is it that's causing it to be elevated? Just lowering cortisol is not the answer. 
almost always it's not the answer. If you fix what's causing the elevation, then you're going to be able to, uh, you know, help the cortisol come down on its own. So there are a lot of different, a lot of different things out there that people do. That, you know, they, they can you can test just about every body fluid on the on the planet, um, saliva, blood, urine to to get you know, different levels of hormones and they're going to tell you different things depending on what's being tested and where, you know, you, you can't just test serum for some of this stuff. It just doesn't work. Um, it's not accurate or reflective of what's actually going on in the tissues and what's going on in the body. Um, some things out there, the complete thyroid panel is going to be key with this, looking at all 10 pieces of the thyroid puzzle, not just two. That's what most people come in with the TSH, which is a brain hormone. And, um, and they come in with a free T4, which is an inactive form of thyroid. We've talked about that when we've talked about thyroid on here before. It just, that's not enough. That doesn't tell you anything at all, right? It's basically worthless. I can tell you a whole lot more by other information in the thyroid panel than I can tell you with a TSH and a free T4. Just, it's just pointless. So there's other things out there. Um, ACTH, adrenocorticothope, I, I can't even say it. ACTH, um, challenge test we can you can do that um like i said checking a thyroid looking at cortisol and dhea and looking at their ratios that's an important piece of the puzzle um there there are just some different ratios that are that are really important in what's going on looking at neurotransmitters what's going on with them not necessarily looking at their metabolites because a lot of people want to just jump right to neurotransmitter metabolites that doesn't that tells you how you're processing them. Doesn't tell you how you're making them. It tells you, you know, you may you may be processing everything out, and you get this one specific metabolite, but you may be able to get there a couple of different ways. And it doesn't really tell you what the neurotransmitter levels are, and that can be extremely important in knowing yeah. what that is. Yeah, I think it's really important to go to someone who understands how all of it fits together, because um, as adrenal fatigue has kind of gained you know, popularity, I guess. And, you know, I mean, it's become more mainstream. We get more and more people who um, are testing for it and shouldn't be testing for it. And they're not thoroughly testing for it. And unfortunately, then patients, when they end up, you know, they're finally to us and they're like, well, I don't have adrenal fatigue. I was already tested for it. Or I've been told I have adrenal fatigue and they actually don't. I mean, so we found a lot of people don't know how all the pieces fit together. And yet they're telling their patients they're going to test them for adrenal fatigue and then making a determination based off not all of the information or inaccurate information. And it's just that gets frustrating from our standpoint because that's how, you know, we get a lot of these people who end up worse off than they would have been before they even saw the practitioner. Right. So Uh, it happens a lot. Um, All right. We've got to take another break. Um, When we come back, we're going to continue on with adrenal fatigue and uh, wrap this four-part series up (laughs) really really quickly. It's going to be exciting. Uh, All right. You're listening to Wellness 101. Welcome back. So we've been talking about Addison's disease. If you uh, are new to the show or you've taken a few, uh, well, about a month off, um, we're still talking about the same topic, uh, (laughs) adrenal fatigue. (laughs) You have actually missed some information. You missed a pile of information. Obviously, (laughs) we've had four shows on it now, for crying out loud. Um, Shows how important this this, uh, topic is and how many people suffer from it. And it's, it's 
reversible. It's fixable. There's a lot of stuff that can be done when your adrenals aren't functioning, but we just have to get to the, you know, what's causing them to not function. Figure that out. Um, we were just talking about some testing that can be extremely important looking at, you know, your, your hormone levels, uh, looking at cortisol, looking at them in, in saliva, looking at them in blood, looking at your thyroid function, what's really truly going on, all the pieces of that, looking at some nutrients and things, which we talked about in the last, um, last episode. Um, but now I want to, I want to shift gears again here and I want to talk a little bit about adrenal fatigue and osteoporosis and how they're related. So we talked, um, in one of the previous segments, I don't remember right off the top of my head, forgive me, but we talked about the the different types of hormones that are made by, by the adrenal glands. We talked about the zones in the adrenal glands, the, um, the glomerulosa, the fasciculata, and the reticularis, and we talked about making... Um, making mineral corticoids and glucocorticoids and sex hormones and all this stuff. Well, how this stuff is related to osteoporosis is actually pretty simple. A lot of times they this gets blamed on the sex hormones, you know, testosterone and estrogen and 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 things like that when they're not necessarily the bad guys here. If we have high levels of cortisol or low levels of cortisol, you know, so we have our normal cortisol level and then we have cortisol that can go really high or we can basically flatline cortisol. So if it's really high or really low, we have problems. This cortisol causes problems for our mineral corticoids. And if you remember back, we talked about our mineral corticoids regulate minerals in our body. Well, what are your bones made out of? Was I supposed to answer that? <laughs> she, she, she looked at me like a deer That's what I have like, you on here for. <laughs> so so our, our mineral corticoids, or our bones rather, are made up of minerals. That's what calcium is, right? It's a mineral. And so if our mineral corticoids job is to maintain mineral balance in the body, wouldn't it make sense that if cortisol gets out of whack, that... And that affects our mineral corticoids that it will affect the minerals in our body. So therefore, it's going to affect our bones because that's where we store our minerals. So are you saying that those who have osteoporosis are it's more important for them to be checked for adrenal fatigue? It's extremely important. I actually have one patient that in particular, I think I've talked about her on the show before. She had some stress in her life, but her her scores on her DEXA were, for those of you who have had bone scans, you know this, they, the, the numbers are standardized and normalized and then they, it's standard deviation. So you have negative one to plus one is, is normal. Um, from negative one to negative two is osteopenia and from negative two to, um, and, and worse is osteoporosis. Those are roundabout numbers. So she went from a negative 1.9, which is severe osteopenia, basically osteoporosis. We didn't do anything particular to address her bone density whatsoever. We just gave her the nutrients that her body needed and helped her body manage her stress and and fix things. Over the course of about 14 months, her bone density on her scan went from negative 1.9 to negative 1.1. She's almost not even osteopenic. So we went from basically osteoporotic to almost normal bone density, and we didn't even address 
this we didn't give her calcium because I mean for those of you out there who don't know that doesn't really work it doesn't work like that taking oral calcium does not increase bone density if it did all these people that are selling calcium episodes, we wouldn't have osteoporosis at the levels that we do it doesn't work like that it doesn't come from milk it doesn't come from these things boniva. that you get it from yeah it doesn't come from boniva <laughs> it doesn't work like that no. that's not how the body actually functions you get calcium the same way that animals get calcium it comes from plants as the best source of of getting calcium into your system but that doesn't even re- equate to having plenty of calcium in your diet does not equate to bone density health right it just doesn't work like that but if we think about the fact that if our if cortisol stresses are uh, or causes our mineral corticoids to be out of out of balance, and those things regulate bone density. Of course, then this is going to affect our or regulate mineral levels. Then this is going to affect our bone density, and that's how this stuff works. Right, and I guess on the flip side of that, it's just another big reason why, if you think you may be suffering from adrenal fatigue, you need to get you know tested and get it fixed because you know. Not only are the symptoms not good to deal with, but you could be leading yourself on to osteoporosis. Right. And this is where research is going to lag for decades behind because research is going to say, well, you know, how is it? I mean, there are so many factors that come in between high levels of cortisol and decreased bone density that if you did a study, it would be really, really hard to control for all the things that that go on. But just because there's not scientific proof doesn't mean that physiologically it's not going on, right? Just because we don't have a research study that says, I can sit here and tell you the pathways of what's going on. I mean, I basically just did of how this happens. And when you fix how it happens, the body knows to how, how to heal itself. It just lays down the bone and things work out. It's right. pretty amazing. And so just... Sometimes people are like, well, where's your study that that backs that up? Well, my study is the physiology textbook, right? That's where the information is. I and mean, all of the patients that we've seen that have and, improved. Right. And method. all of the patients that have gotten better. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous that we, the the, the demands that we have for that. I mean, it, it's, it, it's comical sometimes. But anyway, I digress. So another thing I want to touch on here before this, the, before we get into the, the, um, the, the, how long, How long it, it takes. takes to recover. Yeah. Sorry, I, I blanked out there for a second. Sorry. I want to talk a little bit about Addison's disease and Cushing's disease or Cushing's syndrome. So Addison's disease is severe adrenal insufficiency. It's when our adrenal glands just aren't really working at all. We don't make hormone. We have a couple of different kinds. Um, there's where basically our pituitary gland stops producing adrenal adrenocorticotropin, which is ACTH. I, I had a little trouble with that in the last yeah. segment. Um, <laughs> I, I, I worked on it over the break. I said it out loud to myself a couple of times, adrenocorticotropin. Because um, when you get used to just saying ACTH, you forget how to pronounce those big words. Like It's just how it is. So a lot of times with primary adrenal insufficiency, Basically, what is Addison's disease? It's when the adrenal glands are damaged by something, some sort of trauma. Something happens, and our and the adrenal glands can't produce enough cortisol or aldosterone, and so that's basically a, a Addison's disease. And then 
there's also secondary adrenal insufficiency. That's a little different. Um, when you have adrenal insufficiency, it can you can suffer an adrenal crisis if they're if the symptoms are ignored. But it's not necessarily like that in Addison's disease. Probably the most famous person that has in our in American history that has had Addison's disease was JFK. His skin was his. If if those of you who are, were alive or have seen pictures of him, um, color photographs of him, his skin was kind of funky colored. Um, he had Addison's disease. It's a, the most famous person I can think of off the top of my head. You can tell his skin. I mean, I a lay person looking at him um, cannot really tell. I mean, I knew that maybe that was a condition, but maybe I know, not. yeah, maybe not. But yeah, and once you see that, that's if 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 you're looking like JFK, you might have some issues. Right? Maybe. I it's, mean, he was it's not possible. a bad-looking person. <laughs> huh. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> huh. So back to uh, back to adrenal uh, Addison's disease. Let's move on to Cushing's <laughs> disease. What do you say? What do you say? Moving on to Cushing. So I just wanted to touch on it and, and let people know that that there is something out there where you where your adrenal glands just aren't working and it's it's Addison's disease. And then Cushing's disease is the opposite of this. This is when we overproduce cortisol well beyond normal levels. Most often, Cushing's disease affects women age twenty five to forty, and Sometimes it's a result of, of a tumor. Other times it there's no cause whatsoever of why it's there. It it can be reversed. It's defined as curable by the NIH. Although if it's tumor related, it's you're gonna have to address those tumors. They're gonna have to be removed. They're gonna have to be, you know, you're gonna have to go through treatment for that. Um but when you when you have this stuff, if you have Cushing's in the past or currently have Cushing's, you are at an extremely high risk for diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. Those things just go with high levels of cortisol. Now, let's think about this from a normal person's standpoint. If you have elevated levels of cortisol, high levels of stress in your body and your cortisol levels are high. You too are going to be at higher risk of diabetes, high blood pressure and high cholesterol. That's just the nature of having cortisol in your system, right? I hope that makes sense to those of you out there. If you're under stress, this is why when people have massive amounts of stress, they gain weight. They have uh, heart disease. They have high blood pressure. Their cholesterol goes up. This is a natural response. This is what the body does when cortisol levels are high. So what if all these people suffering with high cholesterol, it's not a statin deficiency, but it's, a, <laughs> but it's a cortisol overload. What if that's the case? Huh. Mind-boggling. We have to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how long it takes to recover from adrenal fatigue, and we are going to wrap up this four-part series Yay. on adrenal fatigue. <laughs> Yay, exciting. All right, you're listening to Wellness 101. And welcome back. I love that bass line. I just love, I love it. I love listening to it. It's a great, it's a great bass line. Um, I have no idea what the song is, but it's a great bass line. No clue. It's, it's Dragonfly by Shaman's Harvest. It's Dragonfly. As I go into Shaman's Harvest. music radio DJ mode. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you just tuning in, that was Liz, our producer. She is fantastic. She finds us some great tunes. Hey, thanks. So we are wrapping up our four-part series on adrenal fatigue and... I want to change gears. If, if you've missed it, go back, listen to our old episodes. They're they're on SoundCloud. They're podcasted. You can find it on our website and on iTunes. Um, so how long does it take to recover from adrenal fatigue? 
This is a question I get a lot regarding every condition that the people come in for or whatever it is that we're helping. How long do you think this is going to take? It's going to take time. It takes a lot of time. And like I said earlier, most people want to be fixed now. They want it. We've been hogwashed and brainwashed into believing that, you know, this mysterious pill that you can take will, will, will cure you and you'll be better and back at work tomorrow. And that may be true if you're dealing with an infection. That is never true if you're dealing with a chronic disease or a chronic condition. These things take time. It took you decades to get to where you are. It's going to take you months to get out of that mess. Right. If you want it to be shorter, don't wait decades to seek treatment. Correct. (laughs) Correct. So uh, 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 recovering from adrenal fatigue, it can take a while. It just just does. So if if we come in and we catch it early... And we're talking about minor adrenal f- issues. It's still going it to, it could still take six months, maybe a f- little bit more. Yeah. But I mean, you're still looking at six months to reverse this stuff. It takes a while for our body, I mean, to get to the point where you're nutrient deficient enough that your adrenals suffer and the, all the mechanisms around this. And we talked about this on the very first episode that this is of this show, of this series, that this is, this is a controversial topic and some people don't, don't think that it happens. And it's really a hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. If you think about all the things that really have to take place to get you to where your adrenals aren't functioning properly, that doesn't recover just overnight. It takes time. Right. So, I mean, if, if we're talking about minor stuff, it's six months, maybe a little more. If you're talking about moderate stuff, a year. I tell people, look, it's going to be a year, year and a half. It could take a while. We've got to fill your bucket up to where you can heal and repair and then allow the the process to take place. It just takes a while. And then, I mean, if we're talking about severe stuff and we see severe more often than not, you're looking at a couple years. But here's the thing. I mean, because I was someone who suffered from severe adrenal fatigue. To fix it completely. Right. You're, that's what we're talking about for you to be back to normal. And I think the great news here is that you can get back to normal. You're going to notice a difference well before that. And right. I think that's what's so important. If you take someone from from severe to moderate, they feel like a million bucks. They right. feel like they can conquer the world. They didn't realize how crappy they felt. And yes. you, they stick with us and continue to get better and better. Then at the very end, when they're finally like, holy cow, I didn't know I was so sick. Right. You're well, right. And I know for me, it was something where, yeah, moving from like severe to moderate, I thought, okay, wow, I'm feeling a lot better. I knew that I wasn't 100%. It's funny that, I mean, you know, the time is going to pass anyway. You know I mean? So like in, you know, two or three years, you're going to be two or three years older regardless. So why not be two and three, two or three years older and be healthy? healthier? Yeah. I mean, but the thing Cause is, because a year from now, you'll wish you had started today. Right. Yep. No, That's exactly. It. I mean, we have that poster on our wall. <laughs> well, I think the thing is that, I mean, I noticed it at the beginning when I was basically non-functional and went to where I could kind of function. And that was nice. A lot of the steps after that, I mean, they were so gradual. It was like all of a sudden a year and then two years went by and I'm like, I'm a normal person again. And it's like I didn't notice those steps along the way. And it's not like, you know, all of a sudden I'm, you know, running marathons or anything. But I mean, and that was my own fault. I mean, not that I couldn't have at that point, but I'm just not that um, diligent. But I mean, you know, I was able to, you know, I was functioning as a normal person. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm actually fixed. And my labs showed I was fixed. I mean, and so it just, that was pretty amazing. Glorious. Yes. It's exciting. That was my singing voice. That was my, <laughs> that was my church choir singing voice. 
I'm, I can't sing. I can't sing. Um, so these the things that we would help you with, if you're looking for our help in this, I can't speak for everyone else out there, but I know how we operate at the Institute of Natural Health. And we're going to help you with the lifestyle stuff, but that's not what we focus on. We're expecting you to have already at least tried lifestyle stuff. And if you're not quite doing it right, you're going to know. You're going to be like, well, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I could be better. Well, and we have, We're going to, we have nutritionists that can help you with that. Yeah. And we have plenty of people that come in and say, I haven't tried anything yet because they're just basically get to the point where they're like, I want the quickest line possible right. from sick to healthy. And that's fine. But I just. What we're doing is well beyond lifestyle changes. Exactly. And I think that's what, you know, that's what the point here is, is that, you know, we're not going to come in and say, you know, like okay, you know, pay us this uh, fee for the consultation while we tell you to, you know, don't Sleep eat so much like, and, you know, fast food. Yeah. Like, you're not getting that. And I know that we've got just so many people recently where that is their frustration, where they're like, I went to an alternative practitioner and that's what they told me to do. They told me to cut out gluten and dairy. Right. And yeah. Yeah. You don't. So it happens. <laughs> so some precautions. I just want to throw out a couple just because I don't think people hear these enough. If you're pregnant and you're trying to do all this stuff, ee, be careful. Um, watch out for herbs. There are a lot. If you're taking herbs, there are a lot of herbs out there that pregnant women should not be taking. I very rarely, if ever, recommend any kind of herb for a pregnant woman. You've got to be really, really careful of that. If you're taking medicinal mushrooms, um, there are a lot of different ones that are out there on the market. Be very careful with those, no matter if you're pregnant or not. Um, you got to be really careful with that. They can create some side effects and have some interactions with things. Um, adaptogenic herbs can have, definitely can have some um, interactions with medications that are being taken, especially things like thyroid medication. People don't even think about that, but there are a lot of people taking thyroid medications and we're dealing with that. So be careful. And then also essential oils, Stick with single essential oils if you're if you're if you're into that sort of thing. I'm okay with that. We diffuse oils in the office, but stick with single sources. Try to stay away from blends. Sometimes blends are a little bit overbearing and can be too much. Things like lavender or rosemary are great for 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 adrenals and for health. So as we wrap this show up, I want to I just want to touch on some final thoughts here. Remember, adrenal fatigue, the whole concept is controversial. It's really just been around since the 90s. It was coined by James Wilson, Dr. James Wilson. Well, it's been around for a long time. We've just been basically he been just able named to figure it, it out. Yeah, he yeah. just named it. He put a he put a name to what's going on. Um, it's kind of an in-between between perfectly healthy functioning adrenal glands and diseased adrenal glands with Addison's disease or Cushing's. We know that you're not at one end or the other. You're, there can be this middle ground. And right. so we want to talk about... And there are a lot of people in that middle ground. We want to identify that. You know, it's caused by high levels of chronic stress. So it's taxing them, your adrenals, forcing them to work overtime, and then they just eventually run out of gas. Yeah, and that stress could be any kind of stress, mental, emotional, or physical. So it could be even, you know, eating foods that you didn't even know you were sensitive to. So right. even if you're not feeling like, oh, I'm extremely stressed, you could have plenty of stress enough to cause adrenal fatigue. Right. Symptoms include things like severe tiredness, brain fog, decreased sex drive. That's a huge one. You shouldn't have decreased sex drive. Right. Um, hair loss, insulin resistance. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, we talked sleep disturbances. Right. So. Weight gain. Yeah, naturally, things that you can do, remove inflammatory foods. We know what those things are. Get rid of sugar and excess carbs. Lots of 
colorful plant-based foods can help. Lots of good fatty oils, um, good fat, lean fat, or good fatty meats, um, lean meats, um, things like that. Depending on the type of meat, it's going to either be a little fattier or a little more lean. Um, there's a lot of herbs and spices and things that are out there that can be very beneficial. Yeah, and we talked just about be, that in prior episodes. Yeah, too, so. and you just got to be careful with that. Um, and so if you're having ex- symptoms for extended periods of time, go get help, right? Sometimes we got to find the help and go right. ask for or it. Or if you're just to the point where you're like, I'm fed up, I want to get better as quickly as possible, that's a good time to you know, actually go and seek out professional help. Right. We're here. We can help. We, this is stuff. I mean, we help people all over the world now. So it's a, don't be afraid to shoot us an email, call anything. We, we can help. All right. So that wraps us up for our four part series. Holy cow. (laughs) I can't believe we made it through. Wow. So, all right. As we close, I want to thank all of you, our listeners, for tuning in, for sending in questions, for for emails. Yeah, we, continue to do that. Yeah, we appreciate the feedback. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please visit our Facebook page. Um, go to our website, theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. At, at that website, you can follow our social media. You can you can catch our Facebook page. You can catch our Twitter. Um, you can catch our, we don't, we don't do a lot of Twitter yet. We haven't, we haven't ventured out into that category, but we do do, uh, Instagram and things like that. (laughs) She's laughing because I said, we do do, uh, you know where that joke went, (laughs) but you heard her chuckle, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) she did. So please visit us. Um, if you would like, call us, um, we're happy to take your calls as well. Our phone number is 314-293-8123. We really appreciate it. Um, for Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening.